Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Thursday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're tuned in on whatever Super Talk affiliate you find us or online. Welcome to another edition of the show. Bob Kelly and Luke. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. And we are glad you are with us. Opening segment is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of Southern Miss. Great place to cater a holiday event, but you be- Probably running out of time. I'd be calling Dickies today. Uh, they can set you up with a great holiday event, whether it be for your family, your friends, your business. Uh, just give Dickies here in Hattiesburg a call. All right, Heath and Big Old Nation joins us later in the show. Tomorrow we're going to be on the road. We're going to be at Mississippi Made and more. I want to remind everybody about the uh, Homes for Hope toy drive. We'll be collecting toys there tomorrow afternoon, and you can drop off toys at any uh, community bank. I'm sorry. Any uh, corner market food store around the area, the Citizens Bank on Highway 98 West, Paris Tractor Company, or Mississippi Made and More. We'd sure appreciate that. Rick Cleveland is going to join us tomorrow at Mississippi Made and More. Rick is, of course, the dean of sports writers in the state and the author of a new book. And we'll be talking about that some tomorrow as well. But I asked Rick to come on today to kind of give us a preview Rick, the book is called the Mississippi Football Book. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. You're gonna, you're gonna give us a great history of uh, football in this great state of Mississippi. That's what it is, Bob. It's it's uh, it is pretty much a, uh, I think, a definitive history of going back to the very first games uh, in the 19th century for you know all all the way back that far and through the present day, and it's all the the uh, stories about the great players, uh, the great characters, the great games, the great teams from high school to junior college to college to the professional ranks. To be such a small state, it's really astonishing how many great football players have come from this area, Rick. Oh, well, you know, uh, the genesis of the book was I wrote a column a couple years ago after a study Somebody, I can't remember the group who did the study, but it was back to the beginnings of the NFL. They examined every roster there had ever been, and, and Mississippi uh, has the highest percentage of NFL players per capita of any state in the country and also the highest percentage per capita of, of uh, NFL Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall yep. of Famers. 
I would argue that, that the greatest running back ever play the game was from Mississippi, the greatest wide receiver to ever play the game from Mississippi, and the greatest punter to ever play the game, all from Mississippi, Rick. That's right. That's right. And one of the greatest quarterbacks. Well, two or three of the greatest quarterbacks, right. really. Right. right. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, Rick. Rick, this is uh, Kelly Sander. You know, a lot of people will hey, ask. Kelly. Hey, buddy. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. A lot of people you too. will ask me about, you know, M.M. Roberts. Was M.M. Roberts like a football stud at Southern hey, Rick, Miss? Rick, how you doing, buddy? And, and, um, and I tell him, I said, no, if, if I'm not mistaken, M.M. Roberts was actually a member of the college board or something at the time that, that helped get the money to expand what is now The Rock. Can you fill in that's some right. blanks there? That's, that's exactly right. Uh, he was... He was uh, I think he was the head of the college board, but he was a Hattiesburg guy, and he he did just he did spearhead the deal to get the money to expand the stadium from uh, what sixteen thousand to at the time thirty three thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. Uh, Luke, get in here with uh, Rick. Rick, uh, I was just looking at the cover of the book. Of course, Dak Dak's on there. Um, Archie Manning's on there. Steve McNair's down there. I, I was thinking. Probably the mid-2000s, not just Mississippi, but where we are right now in the Laurel-Hattiesburg area, if you took Jason Campbell, Steve McNair, and Brett Favre, three starting quarterbacks in the NFL were within like a 40-mile radius <laughs> in South Mississippi. Hello. And, and uh, you know, you, you throw sweetness in there, and, and it's pretty incredible. And uh, I'll, I'll follow up with this in, in the next question. But, yeah, it's, it's not just uh, but it's not just like one part of the state like that. I mean, every part of the state has been represented at the highest levels of football. Guys, if you're still there, I'm not hearing anything. Yeah, are you, are you still with us, Rick? Yeah, I'm yeah. here. I okay. Just, uh, I, I think I just, that may have been a problem, uh, Luke. Uh, Luke was pointing out that uh, if, you, if you took uh, – Jason Campbell, Steve McNair, Brett Favre, you had three starting NFL quarterbacks that were raised within 40 miles of each other. And it's just amazing. I mean, yeah. And, it, it, you know, you could say that about almost every position somewhere in Mississippi, there's there's a bunch of them from there, you know. And we got, what, the – the second leading rusher in NFL history, the leading receiver in NFL history, the <laughs> fourth leading passer in NFL history, uh, you know, right down to the best punter in NFL history, all, you know, all Mississippians. Yeah, what a great Christmas gift idea, the Mississippi football book. You wouldn't be opposed to people coming to uh, Mississippi Made and More tomorrow and buying a copy for a Christmas gift, would you, Rick? No, I've had so many uh, women who have emailed me or called me or, or uh, texted me and said, you know, it's the perfect, really the perfect Christmas gift for, for their husband or uh, boyfriend that, that they couldn't figure out what they were going to get him, but, but they think this is the perfect thing so. yeah actually actually the perfect pr- christmas gift for me rick would be a list of those women's names and numbers and <laughs> so, so hang on to that for, you know you know uh, for me don't do it rick. Okay. Don't, I'll, I'll do that don't do it rick right. don't, don't do it so you talk about it, the, the different personalities uh, of the football players throughout the state w- what else can we look forward to in in the manuscript rick well it's uh 
you know, it's it's not only the the stories about the greatest players, but there's there's uh, a, a section on the greatest games, like the Southern's 1970 victory over Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss's 77 victory over Notre Dame, State's uh, 1980 victory over Alabama, that memorable Mississippi Valley Alcorn game of 84. Uh, you know, it, it, it's the greatest games, like I say, and the greatest teams. Uh, and it, you know, again, it's not just colleges. It's high schools, junior colleges, uh, and, and the professional ranks. Yeah, when you, when you look at some of the history of, of high school in the state, uh, I think Laurel, which Luke is certainly, you know, more knowledgeable about than I am, but I've always been told that between the bricks there in Laurel, that that stadium was built by Franklin Delano Roosevelt's WPA program, and and was probably the first stadium in the in the state to have lights. True, that's right. And the bricks, the bricks came from uh, the dirt and sand on, on uh, a, a creek. That's right. Well, Luke could probably tell you what the name of the creek is. That runs right through there. Yeah, good stuff. Luke, jump in here. We got about a minute and a half left with Rick. I, I don't. We got your first question across, but I think he can hear you down. Okay, Rick, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you now. Good deal. Um, yeah, one of those names I looked up at, at Ole Miss at the state championships last week. Barney Poole's name was uh, was retired, and of course, you know he coached with Coach Blair at at Laurel and was a head coach at Laurel High School. But what did it? You know, you you and and your son Tyler were were at the state championships this past week and saw my Mustangs win a state championship. I know you you relish those moments of watching the next generation of Mississippi high school football players play in state championship games. Oh yeah, I mean there were several. Several players playing in Oxford last week that would be in a in a you know like a 2040 edition of this book because they're going to go on and play be great collegiate players and great professional players too. It, it, it was amazing the talent from you know from Oak Grove from West Jones from uh, you know. Some of the smaller schools, even it was just amazing how much how, how good the players were, and how great the games were. It's just it's my favorite event of the year, really. I, th- I think it's football in its purest form, as as at the high school level, and what we saw up there. Well, yeah, especially I mean now the uh, you know particularly at the Power Five level, and I wrote about this yesterday in Mississippi Today. It's, it's just an it's the NFL, right? I mean, that's what it is. You got you got quarterbacks at the college level making more than quarterbacks in the NFL. It's just stupid. It's just crazy. Hey, Rick, we're looking forward to having you sit in with us tomorrow. We're going to be at Mississippi Made and More from one to two o'clock. We'll talk more about the book. We want to talk to you about Southern Miss football as well, and uh, it'll be a great pleasure to spend the afternoon with you. Well, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to being with the, the great people at uh, Mississippi Made and more. No question. We'll see you tomorrow, Rick. All right. Take care, guys. Rick Cleveland, everybody, author of the new book, The Mississippi Football Book. That'll be fun, Kelly. Yeah, and I want to save his number, Bob, because I want to I want to track him well, down that list. There. He's going to be there tomorrow. Uh, you think he'll bring that list for me? I don't think he's going to help you, but he <laughs> may bring it. <laughs> I need all the help I can get. I want to continue... 
something that he said to me off the air when we come back. Stay with me. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, I want to thank uh, Rick Cleveland for jumping in there with us again. He'll be joining us tomorrow just a little after one. Going to spend most of the uh, show with us tomorrow. We'll be broadcasting from Mississippi Made and More, which is a great place to do Christmas shopping. And we'd sure appreciate it if you'd bring a toy by while we're there and drop it in the uh, drop-off box. want to remind you to please do that. Between now and a week from tomorrow, when we will be giving all those toys, the Homes for Hope will be at Midtown uh, Quarter Market uh, in Hattiesburg. Uh, location boxes are at the Citizens Bank on Highway 98 West, Parish Tractor Company up on Highway 49 North, at Mississippi Made and more on Highway 98, and at all the Quarter Market food stores around the Hattiesburg area. And we would be very, very grateful Uh, if you could do that for us. Genesis of Hattiesburg, the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. We're happy to say Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. And coming soon, the all-new Genesis showroom, Highway 98 West here in Hattiesburg. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net, a great place to get all of your Southern Miss apparel. All right, guys, I'm going to talk to you about this. Uh, Kelly, I was talking to Rick off here and made an interesting comment to me. He said, I've been going to college football games in Mississippi for over 50 years. I have never enjoyed it less because of the NIL deals, because of college players making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, because of the never-ending TV timeouts. He described to me that he believes college football is at its lowest state it's been in his career. It used to be an event. Right, that the whole town would shut down and go to these games. We're not necessarily talking about Hattiesburg here. We're talking about everything. But the advent of social media and devices where lots of times I'll go to games and see half the people not even watching the games. They'll be on their phones or you know what have you. That's one thing. Um, this, the second thing is, is we've got the next generation of kids, and I know I'm going to sound again like that grumpy old man, but the younger kids coming up now just – I would argue, are they're just not into sports, and not just football. They're they're just not into sports like when. You see, you can't play sports when there's a phone in your face twenty four well, hours a day. And and they just they're just not. Yeah, they're much more into the video games and 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 things like that. I mean, for heaven's sakes, you now have esports offered at the college level. So it's a generational thing. It's uh the and because of the internet. And because of ESPN Plus and things like that, older fans like us, you know, can sit in the privacy of our own home, uh, have a few cocktails, not have to worry about drinking and driving, which we shouldn't be. Uh, It has just made it a lot easier to stay home, and it's just not the Uh, event that it used to be. Another point he made is when you have college quarterbacks making more than a lot of NFL players, it's just wrong. It's just – it's not – it's professional football. Brock Purdy, per Rick, in the article, makes – $875,000 $875,000 a year. And according to Matt Rule, the head coach in Nebraska, you have to pay more yeah, um, to get a, get a good quarterback. Here, here's here's the, the long and short of it is. NIL was created so that athletes could make money because of what they do. Um, that The argument that was given to us was these guys can't go out and get a job. You know, these guys should be able, with everybody else making money off of uh, as a part of it, 
And the idea was for, you know, a, a, a kid to, to, you know, be uh, the face of a local car dealership or for, uh, for you know, a, a, a volleyball player, you know, to, to get money uh, for, for being in an advertisement. It, it was not created to be uncapped free agency revolving doors of roster overhaul. Well, that's what it is. And it what you're seeing now is what we what we saw earlier in the week. We really haven't talked about this, but the NCAA has kind of um, maybe a good subject to talk to Heath about. The NCAA basically saying they're they're willing to create a new subdivision where schools can directly pay the athletes. And that is the NCAA trying to remain relevant. Because they don't need the NCAA anymore, right. and the NCAA is trying to hold on to uh, it's a last last ditch effort for them to basically try to remain relevant in the eyes of the schools. And so, I I don't I don't think it was ever involved for it to be the Wild West, um, because it, now it's basically like Major League Baseball <laughs> with with zero um, you know ability. To, to legislate what they can spend and what they can't. And there's no telling sometimes what probably some of these some of these people are making. And so this is what it's going to I've, – I've said this for a year. What's going to happen eventually is that it's going to pit athletic departments against their own athletes. Because when you pay somebody, according to Matt Rule in the market estimate, between a million and $2 million, and I would assume that's that's a year, and I could be wrong on that, but whenever you invest that much money, collectives, and now schools, so if the NCAA is going to go through on this, if they create this, if you're going to have a school paying a million dollars to an athlete or $2 million to an athlete or $4 million to an athlete, and that athlete gets disgusted or frustrated and they bounce, and there's not a contract in place in order to mandate, if we're going to pay you that, if they get it on the front end or whatever, and so you're going to have like basically athletic departments in lawsuits against their own athletes because the contract wasn't offered or they're just going to cut them off, and it's uh, they've got to do something now. That's the next uh, thing to come. Well, I don't want to beat the dead horse completely under the ground, but I'm going to go back, and you and I had this conversation when this all started. I put two kids through college at Southern Miss. Don't tell me that college athletes weren't getting paid before all of this started because they didn't pay the tuition. They didn't pay the room and board. They didn't buy the damn books. They have no idea how much it costs to go to college. So don't tell me that they weren't getting paid. My, my point is I am not against NIL in, in some ways. I, I'm not against it. What I'm against is the Wild West free agency that it's turned into. And to your point, this whole conversation, one of the reasons why uh, – I, I would say the the two main reasons why college football is less enjoyable to me right now. Number one, and they're directly related. Number one is the, the the timeouts. There is zero reason to have, unless there is a significant injury on the field, to have a three to three and a half minute break in the middle of a football game. It kills momentum. It kills big plays. If you got a turnover, the defense has an opportunity to regroup, and the other team has an opportunity to regroup. But the reason for that is because. The, the media controls everything. They have all the money. And so nobody's going to push back when it's, you know, even if it's detrimental on the field. So, so that, that side of it is why I'm frustrated. And it's directly connected to the roster turnover. I couldn't imagine 
you know, at at a power five school, and I'm not I'm not throwing shade at them. I'm just simply saying there's legitimate. There, there's tons of fans out there that pull for power five schools. That's where they went to school. They can they're not bandwagon fans. But nowadays, it's like, how do you root for a kid for three or four years? Because you got different people playing the position every single year, and that's what's frustrating. Kelly, it's interesting what you said about the social. I got to give you this quick analogy. So I'm in Jackson this week for year-end corporate meetings, and I go to this really nice Greek restaurant Monday night. I'm sitting there waiting on the food. These four young women come in, and they sit at a table right beside me, four together, right? Immediately, all four of them get on their phones. No one's talking. They're on the phone. A few minutes later, two more young women come. They all speak. Those two sit down, get their phones out, and I'm watching six young women having dinner together and nobody is talking to each other at the table the entire time they were there, Kelly. Did you get their numbers for me? No, I didn't. <laughs> These were young. Uh, let me reemphasize. Young women. Okay. Uh, what's wrong with people, Kelly? Yeah. I, I, you know, I think what you need to do, and this is just a, a talking point, like the NBA and everybody else has a salary cap. Give each school an NIL cap. You've got X amount of money that you can use. If you want to give it all to your quarterback, fine. All right. But then that's it. That's all that's all you have to work with. That will that would level out the playing field some. Mike Leach, Mike Leach said if you get NIL money and you leave the school, you should have to pay it back. And I, Well, I'll tell you another thing that to me is just be a simple solution to all this massive transferring transferring. Go back to the old rule. Yeah, you can transfer, but you're gonna sit out a year. What? And you can get an NIL deal, Kelly, I, but you're going to sit out the year, and then the second year you can get your NIL deal. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. And when what Luke was talking about, that the athletes need to pay their money back, if these coaches leave to they go to, to another school, they need well, to pay. It's in the contract. The, well, in the contract. In the contract. If, if they've signed for five years, then they leave after two, they need to pay the now, university the three years they would have gotten. I, I don't want us to be – hypocritical on this show because right now we have been angry at the ncaa for delaying a a two-time transfer to play for our basketball team right so i so i want to be consistent here uh i want to say that there are situations where you don't you shouldn't have to sit out i I i don't want anybody hearing us ream you know on transfer rules and all that and and by the way every day we're mad at the ncaa because they want to prove corbello so that there there is nuance in this entire discussion and there's there is exceptions but i don't think anyone enjoys having to relearn a significant part of their roster every single year um and and creating an environment where nobody's loyal to an academic institution anymore and i'm talking about coaches i'm talking about players but i'm talking about and because tradition and culture and the and most of the enjoyment of college football goes out Southern Miss to the top. All right, Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net sponsors this segment of our show, and uh, we're glad that, that they do. 
Also, we'll say hello to our good friends at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Great place to have lunch. Great place to take in some weekend ball games and get yourself a cold PBR and uh, kick back and enjoy the Southern Miss memorabilia, Kelly Sanders. And there's so much of it, they have to rotate it you know, in and out. And they used to have all the Conference USA helmets, but since Southern has gone to the Sun Belt They've now, changed they, them. they change yeah. out all the helmets, yeah. Hey, Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast, uh, available on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And I just uh, was advised of some numbers uh, yesterday while I was in Jackson. All I can say is thank you, man. We're grateful for uh, for the literally the thousands of people every month that are tuning into our podcast. Now, you are being humble. Bob Getty, because I am going to tell people what they have contributed to. This show, the Eagle Hour, is in the top 10%. 20%. All right, top 20% of all sports podcasts in the country. That's what I'm told, based on the number of downloads. And, And let me tell you, Super Talk has some powerful sports podcasts, too. The Mississippi State one is absolutely enormous. Uh, and uh, we're doing very, very well, and we're, and we're grateful to everybody for that because they don't have to listen to us. I don't know why they would listen to us, but uh, we're, gra- <laughs> we're grateful. It must be a lot of guys because no women ever listen to it's me. It's because of great guests like <laughs> Heath Hinton, the proprietor, CEO, executive of Big Gold, very wealthy man. As a matter of fact, he has he's, time for us. Yeah, he's with us right now, as a matter yeah, of fact. I, I, we, we appreciate you uh, – Stopping the entourage, Heath, and, uh, you know, stop counting your money today to talk to us. We're grateful to you for that. Well, you know, guys, I'm, I'm having to pull a Scrooge McDuck and get out of the bank vault and stop diving into my yeah. money for a day. Yeah. But I'll do it for you guys. You it's didn't forget us when you made it big. There's no question about that. Yeah. Yeah, hey. I'll never let you guys down either. <laughs> uh, Latrell Pollard uh, declared for the NFL draft yesterday. Latrell Jones. Latrell Jones, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, and, if, if Pollard and, uh, did, um, I, I think he still could. And a number of guys, uh, a number of guys have done that, uh, Heath. And I hope they all make it in the NFL. But I watch a lot of NFL football, and and I know the the level of athleticism there is in the NFL. Are these kids just living a dream? Are they getting bad advice? Do you think they have a shot? What's your take? I think that it's it's a situation where there's more leagues starting up. You got the XFL, USFL, Arena, the NFL. So now there's more places for them to go. So there's more of a situation where maybe you didn't think you would be able to go to the NFL, but now with the XFL and the USFL and Arena, different things, there's more areas for you to get out, uh, get exposure now, and go play. Mm-hmm. So I think that has a lot to do with it, too. Guys know that you know, there's more positions, mm-hmm. and that's great for them. There's more chance for them to get paid to play football. And I think that has a lot to do with it. And, and look, if you believe in yourself and you believe you're good enough to make it, God bless you. Go out there, get better, work in the off season. But with more with more leagues to play in, I mm-hmm. think you're going to continue to see more of this. In a way, kind of like basketball, Kelly, where these guys, most of them are not going to play in the NBA, but they're European leagues and all sorts of – leagues that they can go make a little money you know that 1987 nit championship team that southern miss had Derek hamilton you know went overseas randolph keys you know played overseas and i think a spoon played overseas for a little while you know so and look they can make good money over there mm-hmm. so yeah. you yeah. know to heath's point you know god bless them all right heath what's the biggest loss so far off the football team for 
in, in regard to kids that uh, are just not coming back outside of Frank Gore Jr., which is the obvious. Maybe Jaquan Scott leaving on the offensive line. Um, probably the biggest, uh, aside from seniors, you know, that don't have the eligibility, but Jaquan Scott maybe leaving on the offensive line. Uh, that may be something. But right now, there really hasn't been any big moves away from the team and, and uh, no really large. Uh, we haven't seen much movement from Southern Miss on the portal side of things. Uh, they did sign a, a defensive end the other day, and or they got one committed, and then they got a JUCO guy today. And, uh, you know, interesting thing, uh, Mark McLaurin, his brother, entered the portal. Be interested to see what happens there. Hershey? Uh, seems like uh, his brother really wants to uh, – the one that's at West Virginia. Yeah, Hershey like McLaurin played at Jones. Come, yeah, seems like his brother really wants him to come down to Hattiesburg and play, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but, yeah, I think a lot of it is they're sitting back waiting to see where things end up. You know, just don't have the money to spend that a lot of these other schools do when it comes to NIL. And uh, they're going to try to wait, see where things shake out, and then make their moves and, and compete on that level with schools that they can compete in NIL with. Luke? Heath, um, the last, uh, what, 10 days or so, last week of recruiting, uh, Chris Jones and, and Juliowski were in a picture the other day on social media with Will Hall. John White seems seems committed um, that, that he's coming. Who who are you, you know, maybe most concerned about um, in, in this last week or so uh, that, that are getting a lot of attention? It seems like... I'm just, you know, I'm I'm really thankful that Caleb Moore apparently right now seems locked into to Hattiesburg. But man, there's a lot of really good players. Jalen Washington from Houston High School, a lot of really good players in this recruiting class. Yeah, Jalen Washington's really getting some looks uh, at some Power Five places. Uh, Chris Jones, a guy who I think is a guy who come in and play pretty quick, uh, is getting some looks. You've seen him go to different places, but this class has pretty much been locked down. For a while, I think uh, they'll all pretty much commit, end up committing. And I think this class is really good when you look at it. You look at Chris Jones and his teammate. A lot of people are overlooking uh, Reed Jezielowski. This guy, uh, he is uh, he's big, he's fast. I think they're going to try to turn him into a tight end, but uh, just a specimen of an athlete. And you're right, you're right about Washington. He's a uh, special running back. But I, I like the class they have. I like the depth they have. I like what they're bringing in. John White is a fantastic quarterback. I'm telling you, if you didn't get to watch him play Oak Grove this year, uh, it was it was impressive what he was able to do. So I, I think pretty much his class is pretty good. But those two guys maybe look at if they get an offer that they just can't refuse, they go with. But right now they're doing a pretty good job of keeping this class locked down. Um, coordinators. Uh, we we thought we might hear some some noise this week after championship weekend. Uh, any news on that front? No, not really. I think right what they're doing. Once again, you have to let things play out. There's a lot of coaching vacancies at some Power Five schools, and they're seeing who ends up where, who ends up at coordinator, who's still looking to be coordinators. So maybe you'll hear something the next day or two. We'll see. But with so many coaching openings and so many guys uh, getting jobs. You have to wait because right now Southern Miss, when it comes to pay scale, you look at a uh, even a position coach in SEC makes five hundred thousand oh, dollars. I mean, think about that: the offense coordinator, defense coordinator at Southern Miss, 
a single coordinator, maybe make 300, 325, maybe 350. So you kind of have to sit back and wait and see where things land before you go get a coach. But you've got to do it pretty quick because of recruiting. But they're doing a good job right now with who they have left, uh, going out with Joseph and Lindsey and, and getting some guys and, and doing some recruiting. Last question for me. I mean, if, if this class holds, I mean, this is a what, a top two Sunbelt class, top 75 national class? Uh, yeah, right now it's 79th in uh, my rivals, but yeah, top two class. Add a couple of pieces. We'll see how they're ranked. Uh, could be the top class in the Sunbelt. This is a fantastic high school JUCO recruiting class. But where things are made these days, these are kids that you're looking at a couple of years down the road to make a big difference. Immediate impact you're going to have to get from the portal. And that's where the immediate impact is going to come. And we'll see here in the next week or so how they end up, uh, you know, treading the waters of the portal. It's a different world with these, uh, with NIL. It's just free agency. And you got to see if you got a kid that needs somewhere to play. Um, maybe you find that jewel in the rough that nobody's thought about that you can go and get. So, there's not much time, but there is some leeway for them to make some moves in the portal. We'll see what happens. But it's tough. I, w- I would hate to be a head coach in today's age where you've got to figure out who you can get out of the portal, how much you can pay, how much money you have to um, to dish out to players. That was made the collective so important. That's why this next year for Will Hall is so important. I mean, because based on – what Heath is saying about this recruiting class, right, you, you, you have more great kids coming in here. If the Eagles don't have a really good season next year, there's a possibility that Will Hall gets dismissed. All right, well, okay. Then, then all these kids that have, brought, that have been brought in here, then there's a chance that whoever the new coach would be would want to revamp the offense and defense, whatever, change what they're doing, which might not make these players um, – very happy, which would then put them in a potential transfer portal situation. So we are praying so hard that next year that they have a good season where Hall and company are safe and everybody will stay put as much as possible. I thought you were going to say Hall and Oates there for a second. Right? The number one selling music act in the group in the uh, decade of the 80s, by the way. Heath Hinton, thank you for your input, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Heath Hinton, everybody. Owner, proprietor of Big Gold Nation. That'd make a good Christmas gift. And Ernesto's boss. Ernesto's boss. <laughs> we'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Bob Getty from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, nothing pressing on the um, news front. I, I do want to clarify, and we were talking about it off air, so this whole 
you know, Division Zero that they're putting out. Ross Dellinger from Yahoo had a, a good sports, uh, a good article out about it. The the thirty thousand is is not like a minimum fund that goes into a collective. It, it's it's you got to have thirty thousand per year per athlete for half of your countable athletes. Fifty percent, you know, Title Nine, uh, Title Nine applies, so fifty percent have to go to women. Uh, it's just crazy. It's five to seven million dollars uh, per year for the smallest athletic department. So, just kind of close the discussion on NIL like that. I just wanted to, to correct the record on that. Kelly uh, appears that we do have a new coach at James Madison. We do, James Madison. The Dukes didn't waste any time in hiring Holy Cross head coach Bob Chesney. Now, Bob Chesney, we've talked about on this program before. A lot of young, you know, Southern Miss fans, you know, have have. Really, oh, Bob Chesney, this guy you know, is really something if Southern Miss were to ever be in the market for a head coach in the future. But James Madison snatched him up. He had been at Holy Cross, and this guy had won like 140 games and lost like 41. And in 2022, Holy Cross went 11-0. and Now, he's a guy from the Northeast, so, you know, James Madison's not that far away from you know the Northeast as opposed to being a coach in the Deep South. I think Mississippi State learned with Joe Moorhead that sometimes a coach can have a great resume, but sometimes they'll bring a Yankee down. Here. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say? You, you said it, Bob. <laughs> you said it. So we'll see. Um, but he had everything that they were looking for—a proven winner as a head coach. Um, so we'll see how Bob Chesney does, but he is the new head coach of the Dukes, and we're we're kind of getting word from the the Sun Belt that Southern Miss and James Madison are going to play next year, and I'm and I'm thinking that it's going to be here. Uh, but I love home games, but I was looking forward to going up there into a Blue Ridge country. But well, wherever it is, you may get we'll to go there. to Marshall, Luke, because we're hearing on the other side that the I've, cro- already, I've already been to Marshall. I don't want to go to Marshall. Oh, I haven't been. Have you been? <laughs> But uh, it's pretty going up there. It's just uh, you've also been to App State too. That's a reason to go to Marshall. A- App State was yeah. was phenomenal. Bob, we do want to congratulate you mm-hmm. uh, for for two reasons. You are our picks winner. You weren't here <laughs> earlier in the week when we announced that. Um, also, secondly, Sorry, congratulations Kelly. on not reaching your actual age with the amount of wins you 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 only won eighty nine. So you didn't oh, get to well, your ninety age of ninety one. How so bad did I beat Kelly? How many games did I beat Kelly? Why by? didn't you ask how many you beat Luke by? And well, because well, he's in last place. I was worried about the. Contender. No, I was in first place because I picked the Southern contender. Miss every single how many, week. How many games did I ease by you, Kelly? I think it was two or three. Really? Yeah. You had a great, great last week. Yeah. That was for sure. I and, picked the Tide. Unfortunately, you. I, so you beat Kelly by two. Uh, you actually went nine and three. Championship weekend. Kaboom. Kelly went six and six. I went five and seven. Boom. So five and Kelly seven. finished at eighty-seven and five fifty. And you finished at eighty-nine and forty-nine. Did you say five and seven? Had I picked Southern Miss in every game that you guys did not pick, or if I, if I would have gone along with you, I would have either tied Bob Getty or beat him by one game. That's a violin, in case you don't know what that is. I have a clear conscience anytime Will Hall comes on this show, so I just that's more important to me. It's more important to me. Uh, I've I've been gone all week. I I have to ask you this, Kelly. Scale of one to ten, how bad did Florida State get screwed by Uh, the NCAA? And look, believe me, I'm not a big fan of the Seminoles. All right, Um, but yeah, that was. But are we surprised? No, we're not surprised. I know you and I aren't no, surprised. I and surprised. people were texting me all day, you know, and they, I said, wait, 
just wait. I am telling you, Alabama will be in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, no, they won't. No, they won't. I said, okay, you wait and see. Like, and when, it, when push came to shove, the committee did not have the stones, backbone, whatever you want to say, <laughs> okay. to stand up to the almighty SEC. Just, and they never will. I hear, well, we're going to 12 teams next year. Okay, that just means twice as many SEC teams will be in it. Who do you think you're fooling with it? Luke, they got screwed, right? Yeah, I mean, you you can't you can't tease and basically tell a team they're good enough for most of the season and, and put them in you know the top four, and then have them win. Uh, I, I think the fact that they won without Jordan Travis was a stronger argument that they should have been in the playoff than I if he would have played. I, yeah, that against mean, the number fourteen ranked team in the country. Yeah, so so you're you're beating all these teams with your third string quarterback. That means your mm-hmm. team is really good. Not and the not backup. The backup would have been back. You know, he would have, he would have yeah. been back. Well, but. let's hope Michigan just stomps Alabama. I mean, they probably won't, but let's hope that they do. Well, I think so Mi- frustrating. I think Michigan is the best, and and several coaches who have played Michigan this year, who have years of experience, have said this year's Michigan team is the best football team they had ever seen. It will be interesting to see what the individuals in striped uniforms, what what their opinion is in that game and the flags that are thrown and are not thrown. Just keep an eye. Hey, don't forget about Town & Country Cleaner, Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners, family-owned and operated since 1983, offering a variety of services. They're on Hardy Street right across from USM. You can call them at 601-264-4920. On the road tomorrow, Mississippi made and more. Rick Cleveland sitting in as a guest co-host with us. We're looking forward to seeing Melissa and all the uh, ladies at Mississippi Made and More. We hope you'll come by and bring us a toy. Until tomorrow, from Mississippi Made and More, Southern Miss to the to top. To the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.